comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Who controls everything in Gotham? I don't know. You've never heard of our secret council. So you're the devil, and you've left hell behind to take a vacation in Los Angeles. Lucifer Morningstar. Is that a stage name or something? God-given, I'm afraid. You know what would be fun? A zombie show where a zombie's the star. That's dumb. Hey everybody, welcome to DCTV Podcast, episode 75. It's our Diamond anniversary, guys. Congratulations. Go listen to some King Diamond. (laughs) Or Diamondback, one of those other 80s metals bands that have the diamonds in uh, their name. Huh? Or Lou Diamond Phillips. Right, or Diamonds and Pearls by Prince. That was a great album. That was a fantastic album. Yeah, it's a new power generation. Um, as you may or may have not noticed, we've been gone for a little while. I had a little hospital stay, uh, nothing too serious, but serious enough that I had to stay in the hospital for a few days. So, uh, and you know, none of the. Luckily, it happened not during uh, the fall season. Uh, so you we, never, you never let let us know though. Was it a boy or a girl? You really, you really want to throw gender roles on this quick, this early? <laughs> God, man. It'll decide when it's old enough. You're such a CIS, dude. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot what what year it is. Yeah. yeah, come on, man. Come on, get real. I can't believe I just assumed the gender. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, come on, man. You're trying to impose these gender roles on on my uh, on my offspring there. No, it was an no atri- atrial fibrillation, which means in typical white boy style, my not even my heart could keep rhythm. So, uh, <laughs> I was in the hospital for a few, but luckily they got it early and I should be fine. I got one of those little rings like Tony Stark has over his, uh, chest, you know, little, nice. little, little glow ring. So I'm good to go now. But, uh, in my absence, there's been a lot in our absence, there's been a lot of news thrown down and, uh, we're also going to be talking about, uh, two of, Two of my favorite episodes of, of Justice League that are back-to-back. I didn't realize that, you know, well, one is the end of the first season, the three-part of the Savage Time, where we get our uh, Justice League back in uh, World War II. Uh, awesome you see all the, all the total uh, DC, you know, World War II world there. And then uh, Twilight, which is almost like a follow-up to the um, that um, Superman animated series episode Legacy, where Darkseid kind of brainwashed Superman. Or Superman decides he's, he wants to get even in this um Pretty pretty great episode. It's kind of Brainiac versus Darkseid versus Superman. Good stuff. And uh, well, like I said, there's been so much news since we've been gone. Let's go ahead and pop that out first, okay? Uh, first of all, um, Suicide Squad has passed seven hundred million dollars. 
meaning it made more money than X-Men. It's made more money than any other superhero film this year, except for Deadpool. Jeez, oh, 700? What a yeah. flop. I know. It's, uh, they've got to be They've got to be disappointed, right? Oh, um, yeah, how, are they, I mean, are, how are they going to possibly make their budget for next year? Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's chump change. They've got to be hurting. Uh, after after all that you know after all that nickel and diming there but yeah it's a uh, box office mojo has it sitting out at about 700 750 million right now um and david ayers back when it went uh, to 600 million thanked all the fans right. and they made a few it's interesting in the instinct you made a few veiled references to like the fact that the movie wasn't exactly maybe edited to his liking um, it, it was pretty right. interesting, but he didn't, you know, go out, come right out and say anything negative against the movie. So that that was cool. Uh, I have since seen the movie yet again at the Bargain Theater, and um, I, I, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Was it a was it a bargain? Oh, sure, it's bargain twice the price. But um, did you did you appreciate it more the second time? I think or? actually the more the more I saw it the second time, I, I saw. More of the flaws, you know what I mean? Really? Although okay. I li- although the parts that I liked, I liked more. And I think the parts that really stuck out to me as not being as strong kind of stuck out more too. Um, I, I I really uh, Viola Davis is really the glue that holds that movie together. The more you know, the more I watch it, um, and I still I still think we should have seen more of Lido's Joker. You know, um, that whole opening scene with Common and everything just seemed to go by so fast and seemed like it was you know cut down from a longer scene. Uh, a lot of the scenes in this movie seem that way, you know. And uh, so, like, I mean, if you want to hear our, you know, we've already gone in depth on the movie. Um, you know, check that out on one of our older podcasts, our last podcast actually. But I have checked it out again. Uh, I'm, my my uh, my opinion is about the same. You know, all my problems in that are with the editing and some of the writing. So, um, but on the DC movie side, probably the biggest news we got this uh, recently was that not only is Deathstroke going to be in uh, the Justice League movie that is uh, currently filming now. Uh, we Ben Affleck, quote-unquote, leaked some footage of Deathstroke in the, uh, in the you know, iconic costume uh, to the Internet. And, of course, everybody went crazy over it because it looked yep. great. It looked great, man. I mean, it looked way... It did. It's, yeah. Do you, you think it looked better than the Arrow version? I do. Mm, I think they're both good, but... Yeah. I, I yeah I think I like this one a little bit more. What do you think, Jerry? Um, I, I, you know what? I can't judge them together. You know, in in this movie, I liked this Arrow, but in the TV show, I liked that. It, does that make sense? I mean, the, the tone wouldn't have been right necessarily for Ollie to come in, and right. So yeah, so I felt like now I understand why they made a distinction between the two. Why they didn't just have Stephen Amell come on there. Now right. I understand. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Joe Manginello from uh, you know True Blood and Mr. Sofia Vergara has been confirmed as being as playing Deathstroke. Yeah, which is I just oh I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was just saying, I just hope that with that because I think it's a great casting decision. I I'm excited for, but um, I just <laughs> hope we don't hear the whole they're you know an actor playing another in another superhero movie in another superhero franchise argument like we did with Ryan Reynolds and. And and all and uh, Chris Evans and all that. So. Well, I think he's not only is he like physically imposing. You're gonna need. I mean, Affleck's a big dude. You're gonna need somebody who can go toe to toe with Affleck. And Manginello is a big guy too. 
And, he's all right. He's all right. Hey, joining us, Daryl yeah. Taylor. Hi, Daryl. Is that the Daryl Taylor? The mobile himself? <gasps> happy yeah, yeah, happy yeah. 50th Star Trek Day there, Captain Bertrand. Woohoo! Ooh, Doc. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about uh, Joe Manganiello being cast as Deathstroke in the... Uh, mm. Either uh, in making an appearance in the Justice League movie or in Ben Affleck's solo Batman movie. Oh, didn't Jeff Johns say he was going to be the in the Batman movie at least? Right, right. But we're also yeah. There have also been reports he's going to be popping up in Justice League too. So all right, maybe a cameo or something. Right, because that's what they're filming now, and uh, he is in London where they're filming. So mm. maybe uh, they'll hire. It'll be higher than the Justice League movie. Maybe. Maybe. I just... It's interesting to me, like, how this happened. You know, first, I mean, it's very much how things get out nowadays. You know I mean? Ben Affleck, quote-unquote, leaks this video. Mm -hmm. And then the fans go nuts. And then, like, you know, a few days later, everything's, you know, it's confirmed by by someone at Warner Brothers. In this case, Jeff Johns. Um, It just just seemed very... uh, very modern way of announcing something. You know what I mean? You don't just come out and say things anymore. Right. We have to... Yeah. Vin Diesel, because eh? he does that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that whole bit with Vin Diesel versus The Rock recently on social media. We have been getting a lot of stuff from Flashpoint as the season approaches. Uh, yep. All the main CW shows are all starting in the same week in October. Mm-hmm. And we have been slowly bombarded with uh, interesting stuff from all of them uh, so far. Um, for the Flashpoint Flash stuff was really good. Um, I really liked the you know, Thawne, you know, screaming at him, at him, you know, who's the villain now, very much out of, you know, from the spirit of the comic or whatever. Um, I just, I don't know, we see more and more, and the, but the more I think about it, and the more we hear about it, you know, they say it's not going to take up the whole 22-episode story arc, right. which I'm glad of, you know, I mean, I don't know, do you think they could get a whole season's worth out of Flashpoint? Well, they, they could. They fix things. I mean, they, they alluded to that they there are things that they wanted to kind of not have to explain and not have to deal with, but just use Flashpoint as it was because of Flashpoint. Right. Like yeah. uh, what did he uh, like they said about uh, Supergirl is going to be part of uh, her city will be part of the the universe. Right. Without having to travel back and forth, but they're not going to explain it. They're just going to say it's part of Flashpoint. Um, it's just part. It just happened because of Flashpoint. We don't so, know why. So it's like Barry That's like their blanket statement now to fix all their continuity, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, which we talked about too. Yeah, like, yeah. Would, would they do right. that? Would they use Flashpoint to kind of fix the things they didn't like? They weren't happy with. Or the fans. Or the fans didn't like, you know? I mean, they're getting Or the back. fans didn't like, yeah. yeah. Just, and... Since you mentioned Supergirl, another big thing that happened while we were away, um, we got to see the new Superman mm-hmm. from Supergirl in his costume, like standing alongside uh, Melissa Benoist there. Uh, Tyler right. Keckner, that's uh, the guy's name, he's from Teen Wolf or whatever. And the costume is kind of interesting. It almost looks like a version from the Injustice Game mm-hmm. like it has yeah, these little gold, the, those little gold tabs to yeah. hold the um the, the cape at the top that was unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? Eradicator look like that, like yeah. the eradicator. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I, I like the costume. I think it's interesting. Um, 
I'm, I'm, it, I don't know, you know, if I like it better or worse than the movie version or, or whatever like that. But, um, my, my issue is with the casting choice. He just, I, I don't know the actor, so maybe it'll be good, but looking at him in the, he seems almost like a scrawny Superman. He's not a scrawny person, but he, no, in no. comparison to Superman, he just does not. I don't, it, it it just looks to me like he's got to fill that suit out. You know, he just doesn't look like Superman. I think it's kind of a callback to the Chris Reeves Superman. I mean, he was fit, but he wasn't like you know, he wasn't like Henry Cavill is. He wasn't like ripped. No, so, you know, looks like I think that's what it is. He doesn't. Man, though, I mean that. The, the kind that's the, that MTV and CW that's the kind of physique they promote that kind of runner swimmers build that lean muscle right. rather than bulk. So I figured he was a CW Superman. I mean aesthetically that's what they're looking for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, and I, I'm basing that judgment off of the one photo I've seen of him in the in the costume. So you know I I, I I'll reserve my actual judgment for once we see it. But in, yeah, I gotta you know, see him in action. That's so ma- yeah. He didn't give off the the epic looking yeah, Superman. Not that's in, it. Not that's in, I was gonna say not in, not in photos anyway. No, not in the photos, and it didn't help that uh, Jimmy's taller than him in the yeah. In but the that's that they showed. That that's the word to use right there. There's just there, I don't feel anything epic out of that photo well i do on the supergirl i don't know which photo you're talking the only one that i've seen there are a bunch the only one i've seen is the one of him um standing next to melissa benoist and then of course oh no i did see two and then the other one i saw was the one where they had some i don't know if this was a joke on the internet or it actually was somebody that wasn't thinking in their uh advertising and marketing department but that one sheet poster talking about Superman is coming in Supergirl. That one. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was that was not real. Okay. Oh, that was, I, I, that was I fan made. But there were a set pictures that showed him and Jimmy talking, right. and it showed it oh, was one where them. he was running. And Jimmy's like yeah. a good two or three inches taller than him. And yeah, yeah. I, I did yeah. notice that in the photo yeah. for sure. He's he's about the same height as Melissa Benoist. Uh, it seems like when they stand next to each other, he's only a little bit taller than her. Yeah. It, It'll have to be when he's... I mean, I don't know how he's going to come off on TV, but I, TV will be a different thing. But when yeah. it's just looking at pictures itself, right? it just... Because even when I look at pictures of Henry Cavill, he looks... Superman. Superman-like. Yeah. You know, like, right. even with the suit on, without the suit on, like, he has that type of... Carriage. Yeah, that Carriage. Majestic, yeah, right. that... So he has it, like so. This guy, I don't, but it's not Superman's show, so I don't. And I, I just w- hope that um, Jim, what you said before about, I hope that they don't. I think you said it before about. I hope Superman is not t- to make Supergirl seem, you know, like more important, hero and yeah, better right. and more important. They don't, you know, kind of diminish. The Superman character to make her feel that way, right? I think they're gonna. I hope they just kind of make them as equals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and get, right, yeah. Rather than you know one being you know n- noticeably stronger than the other. Um, there are, were a lot. Was this around Supergirl? I'm gonna go through all the casting that we had in Supergirl. Okay. There was a lot. Okay. First of all, we got Frederick Schmidt being cast as Metallo. Yeah, right. Uh, John, the John Corbin version of Metallo, from what we've only heard so far. Mm-hmm. Linda Carter as the President of the United States. 
Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I'm always happy to see Linda Carter. Uh, as I said, Tyler Hoechlin as Superman. Uh, Chris Wood as Monel. Now, did I call that or did I call that? You called it. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, was me. It. I called that one. Yeah, you called it. Um, we got Sharon Leal as Ms. Martian. An interesting uh-huh. add to the cast, I think. Yeah. Um, we have Katie McGrath from uh, the uh, the Merlin series I saw on BBC. A beautiful woman as Lena Luthor. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll see maybe less of uh, Max Lord this episode or this time and more of Lena kind of filling yeah, that role. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Ian Gomez as Snapper Carr, which is unusual. I didn't expect to see Snapper Carr anywhere in here. Yeah. And, uh, and Floriana Lima as um, Maggie Sawyer. Which is an excellent character from uh, from the Metropolis uh, GCPD or Metropolis PD. Um, uh, also, Batwoman's ex girlfriend, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, all these are excellent characters in the DCU, and, and um, they're bringing in. It seems like they're bringing in a lot of continuity this episode or this season. Yeah, they released the synopsis for it too. The season two synopsis. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot. I think they release a lot more information than I thought they would give, but I guess. With it moving to CW, they kind of really want to excite, yeah. you know, and it's smart. You want to do that. You want to excite fans to to jump in on it, to haven't watched the show. Well, like we were saying before you hopped in there, the um, uh, they've been doing the same with The Flash, showing a lot mm-hmm. of stuff from Flashpoint mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, a lot of things, a lot of, uh, you know, clips and, and pictures from Flashpoint as well. Seems um, to be more Superman in it than we thought originally. You know, like they might have. I might. I thought that maybe at first I was like, maybe he's in it, but maybe he's in it for a minute. But then I was thinking that she would go from world to world. So I right. thought, you know, he'd be there and she'd be, you know. It almost. I mean, if you're looking at. I mean, if you're looking at Superman, Supergirl, Monel, Martian Manhunter, Ms. Martian. I mean, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like a Superman family. Oh that's yeah, a lot of power. That's a and lot, of, a lot of power and, and a lot of characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and the possibility of some very awesome scenes. Oh like yeah, the tower levels for the for the DC universe and the, on the T the CW DC universe has leveled up tremendously because they didn't have any of that. The most powerful person that they had last season was basically um, Flash. He was like the most powerful um, right. runner they had. On the CW side. And I think yeah. that's why they've been talking about upping the villains game on the CW too. They talk about this you know, quote unquote Legion of Doom with oh, uh, that they mentioned with uh, uh, Damien Dark and uh, Merlin and mm-hmm. uh, Thawne, like all banding together and Captain Cold all banding together. Uh, I think since, you know, we have more power on the good side, we're definitely, you know, they're going to amp it up on the other side. And I mean, also, I mean, look at the, uh, the flip side of that. I mean, think of all the foes, the really high-powered foes you're bringing from Supergirl. You've got other Kryptonians. You've got mm-hmm. the white Mar- whole White Martian thing. I mean, I don't know how the Flash by himself would deal with a White Martian. Right. You know and Monel's going to flip, too. Like, and, that, and that how, yeah. yeah. There's so many different ways they could go with Monel. I mean, it's really, it's really interesting. Do you um, think with them finally, you know, fully introducing um, a member of the, the, the Trinity, if you will, um, if it works and plays out well, do you think it's possible that this could lead to us having a other members of the Trinity yes. into the CW? Do you think that that's... Well, I mean, we we got another announcement of another um, you know superhero show from the same DCU, um, uh, Black Lightning. 
Yeah, but it's not going to be on CW. It's going to be on Fox. Whoa. So, I mean, if that happens, I mean, and that's Berlanti as well um, doing that. But, I mean, every anything is possible. Um, I don't think they're going to let him touch Batman ever. Not I mean, yet. especially, yeah, especially with, I mean, Arrow has been skirting that for seasons and seasons now. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't think they're going to bring that in. And I really, I think with the way they're trying to rebrand Wonder Woman with her own movie and stuff, I think they're probably going to shy away from her okay. um, to begin with. I mean, we already have, like, a lot of super-powered females. Because so, I, mean, I would love to see other members of the the Justice League proper end up into the CW universe on television. I'd love to see, you know, well, Green Lantern and, 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 and uh, Aquaman and, and stuff like that. But Well, I mean, considering, you know, well, I know that, I mean, that would be great, but I think because those are all big players in the Justice League movie, they might shy away from them. I think the Flash's uh, success is making him, like, the exception to the rule. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, um, I, but, I mean, obviously I, they, I have, they have no fear... They have no. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. They have no fear about having two different universes at all. I mean, or else we wouldn't have two different Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I I think it all right now it all comes down to how well the the new films do. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't. I think that they will. Like if it opens up, like before. Remember, it's it's funny, but before all of this, it was like they would never be Superman being a part of the Supergirl universe. He was in right. like in the same boat as Batman, but because of you know like because of everything else that's happened, the movies, the films, I, whether it whether it was because he wasn't they didn't react as as pot he wasn't as popular across the board with everyone in the movie universe. I mean you know the movie universe was not as popular across the board mm-hmm. as. Uh, as people thought, you know, they wanted him to be, maybe that lightened up the reins and they said, well, just maybe we can do it or or whatever it is. But they seem to be not as uptight and worried, especially think, when you hear them talk about Flash. I think it's too. a success, man. I mean, yeah, everybody loves yeah. success. Everybody wants to be part of a success. And, yeah. I mean, this, these, these superhero shows on CW and most of the DC properties on TV have been doing really well. I mean, Lucifer mm-hmm. got a second, even got a second season. I zombies getting a second season and the whole CW verse thing going on. I mean, I, the, it's, it's getting a lot of buzz and a lot of, a lot of traction. I mean, they, I, again, they aren't scared of having a lot of different versions of their characters. And right. I mean, think and about it, you know, think about the difference between Batman 66 and the killing joke or, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. they both live in the same universe, in, you know, in the creative, you know, creative universe or whatever. I but. think it helped. I think John's position though has strengthened. Oh yes, over I the, agree. Over yes, the time that, and that, that yes, for sure. I and totally that, I think that that has helped the to to. I think that helped the studio, whatever way he's done it, to kind of because they they always push it now with rebirth with multiple worlds and different versions and all of that. And it seems to more and more they seem to be just 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 saying we you know like we can do this, especially with super with the DC universe, especially multiple versions in the DC universe is normal. But, like, I mean, and most of the public to... knows who mm-hmm. Superman is. They know who Batman is. You know, you right. Know, and if you have a little different version here and a little different version there, they still see that it's Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I, th- I think also what's going to do it is, depending on how well uh, Supergirl is, and Superman is received in Supergirl, mm. that will also yeah. determine how they go further with this. They're like, if they really take to the TV version of 
of super if Superman. I I mean I couldn't I wouldn't even uh, be surprised if they say let's push it and do a show. I think uh, I think another good bellwether will be the four way crossover between the different shows too to see yeah. how how, yeah. how many people yep, tune sure. into all four parts and are yep. tuned into that like shared universe exactly. idea. You know. Okay, well, we've talked about Flash. We talked about Supergirl. Let's talk about Arrow. Uh, lots of stuff going on in Arrow this season. Prometheus is going to be the uh, the big bad starting out here. Yeah. Um, great, a great villain from JLA. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they whether they power him down or if they use that kind of. I mean, he had that ability to like jack in and learn anything from you know like a, a DVD ROM or whatever. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, recorded everything. Everything yeah. was on the uh, recorded, and he can download it into his brain. Right, and and then and then and then uh, physically carry it out, almost like the Taskmaster right. uh, in the Marvel side. Right. Uh, but um, we're gonna have Prometheus Diggle. I guess is going back in the military. And Thea is hanging up her her cowl, so Oliver is moving on to train a new group of, of uh, vigilantes in the uh, the wake of you know the Damian Dark Revolution thing that happened at the end of last season. Um, we've got Rick Gonzalez who's playing Wild Dog. Uh, we have the new uh, Black Canary who was introduced at the end of uh, the last season, uh, Carly right. Pope, and then Josh Segara who will take up the mantle of the vigilante. Um, a character that's been, you know, uh, originally a Golden Age character and then brought back in the 80s um, as, a, you know, an avenging DA, Adrian Sharp. So interesting that we get, like, a new char- take on that character. Um, also this season, Dolph Lundgren, one of my favorites. He's going to be a yes. Russian, uh, Russian baddie, Kovar, who's going to be uh, tying in. You. Yes. He's going to be tying into the dreaded uh, flashbacks, but as well in the uh, modern day. Uh, Chad Coleman from The Walking Dead is a new villain that they're bringing on the scene. Um, as yet unnamed, and Madison McLaughlin is coming back as Evelyn Sharp again, the the new Black Canary. Joe DeNickel will be Ragman. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting yeah, choice to bring that. that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they keep flirting a little bit with the Mystic here and there. You know, what I mean, like they had Constantino and they had Vixen. Right. You know, right. well, I they could play him off as as the crazy guy. Like it, yeah. it, the Ragman could be so weird and. Without going too over the top with the supernatural right. with with Ragman. That's true. I, I would like to see them play that out. Though I really like the idea of that character. You know, the, and we also are uh, we having a uh, new cop. Hey, there's gonna be two cops now. Uh, Tyler Ritter will be a new cop, Detective Malone. So interesting. I, I really like the idea of him, like you know, passing on the knowledge. You know, what I mean, like like the, mm-hmm. the whole legacy idea. I really really dig that. Um. If you guys want to get a good laugh, speaking of Arrow, uh, congratulations. The Philippines have now finally copied Arrow. <laughs> uh, it, it, you guys see this trailer. It's called Alias Robin Hood. But uh, <laughs> seriously, what? it's like a little 15-second teaser trailer. It's a Filipino TV show. But, I mean, he's all in green. He's He looks like he's wearing Ollie's uh, costume. And the name of the show is Alias Robin Hood, but it's obviously a rip of Green Arrow. It's, it's pretty right. hilarious. Um, oh, we have got to see an episode of that. Well, we'll try to try to uh, track it down. If it can oh, happen. Yeah. If, it, if we can, we, you know, find uh, it. Yes. Um, wow. More, more uh, stuff from the House of Berlanti. Black Lightning in the works from Greg mm-hmm. Berlanti, uh, Marabraka Keel, and Salima Keel. Um... 
from from the game and being Mary Jane. Uh, wow, I mean Black Lightning. Um, you know, Jefferson Pierce has been around since the seventies. I think what Tony Isabella created him with Trevor right. Von, Trevor Von Eden. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and the amazing thing about this is, it's not going to be part of the CW verse. It's going to they shopped it to Fox, which makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, me too. It makes I mean, no sense to me. I mean, what? I was already confused when Supergirl went to CBS instead of CW, and but at least there was, and, and they, yeah. But at least there was a relationship there, you know, because right. it's a sister or parent and parent company or whatever it is. But um, this is, I mean, you know, Fox, if if the show does kind of well, but it doesn't do Fox well and they can it, they're not going to let the, it, it would take a lot to get it. You know, Fox isn't going to let it go to CW. You know, if it, just, if it were salvageable, you know. Well, it it's been in the, it's been at the works at WB for over a year, okay. going through different incarnations. The studio is trying to get it right, and I guess in in um, you know in production they decided it, w- it wouldn't fit. So, and that makes me worry. Yeah, I'm just wondering why it wouldn't. And you know what? We don't have an African American lead in any yeah. of these CW None. shows. It right. would be so cool. And such an iconic character too. I mean, Jefferson Pierce has been around since the seventies. Oh yeah, and such a good role. I mean, he's he's a teacher. He he only uses powers to get back to the community. It's very much like a Luke Cage situation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, very street street level or whatever. Yeah, I don't get why why this would fit in the CW universe. I don't get it. What does that mean? Like, it doesn't it doesn't enough has not been explained to me why this doesn't fit. Right. In the CW universe, I don't get it. I I don't understand it either. I mean, you know, if you look at Gotham, that makes total sense. Gotham just does not work, you know, fit in the CW. Right, universe. they're no. never gonna. Right. Well, uh, you know, because superhero shows don't work on TV. According to the okay. showrunner at Gotham, yes. Right. <laughs> um, Lucifer again works much better on its own. Right. I, I Zombie. Yes. Know, I Zombie works much better as part yeah, it of the. It could be in any channel. I, yeah. Yeah. But Black Lightning would fit so well. With those other characters, you know, imagine like you know doing the light the lightning saga between him and Flash, or you know, I mean, there's so many, so many, uh, so much possibility you could have with that character in in that TV universe. It just kind of blows my mind they are missing this uh, opportunity. Yeah. You know? And and uh, as uh, as uh, uh, Rich alluded to, uh, the showrunner from Gotham, Bruno Helfer, said that uh, he's convinced the superheroes do not work on TV. Oh my God! Well, they didn't in the first season, there, sir. But you got it right the second time. The uh, the quote is: "I don't think superheroes work very well on TV." Said Heller, probably because of the costume thing. <laughs> TV is about real people and faces, and not so much about magic and supernatural things. Oh my he, God! He went on to describe his own show as both a crime procedural and a mythic epic grand comic book saga. It's a tricky combination because you have to keep it real and unreal at the same time. I don't disagree with that statement, but I disagree with the first statement. Yeah, uh, dude, I would direct you to Netflix's Daredevil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, if, you're, yeah, I mean, if you really uh, don't, yeah. I don't know. If you really, uh, well, I hate when they like it. It's like did he? I don't even know how that conversation even came about. Like. Which was it, 
I don't I don't know. When they say stuff like that, it's just it's just uh it's almost uh, like they want people to be angry. What right. you mean they want to cause controversy? That that's what it sounds it it sounds like because there's no I mean, with all those shows going on, you can't not know that these shows are out there. There's no way you can't know that there's right. all these, you know, different right. superhero shows now. If you said this five years ago, yes, I agree with you. Yes, you could. No, not that I agree with you, but I agree that I can see him saying it because no one else done it. You know, but now that they have done it, not only have they done it, but they've been successful with it like on right. both sides not just the dc stuff but the dc and marvel have have been successful with it like it almost makes it feel like he was just saying it in in jest when they were or asking about a superhero movie and the, right. like they're asking about why isn't gotham why is gotham set apart from the other you know superhero right. things and it was it almost feels like he said it in jest like oh like uh, you know, just to, just to, to you know, just to be saying it or whatever, and that, and then they report it, and then but people do the sound bites, and and of course that's going to be the thing that people are going to, you know, look at the most because it just didn't feel like it makes any sense why they would do that. Yeah. It's just done. Just don't get it. We don't have it in context. Yeah, I don't know the context of it. It's like with the, you know, like you have a couple of beers. At the time, like you know, like we, you know, like how how did this? I didn't you know look at the, how they this thing came about, you know, when 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 did he say these things? Because they just don't, they just don't seem to fit. Yeah, I just I, I, especially with like the kind of surreal tone that Gotham has, you know what I mean? Like with the whole maniacs right. thing. I mean that was super over the top and right that Azrael thing, just playing with yeah, all of that yeah. cape and the the way that he's. Uh, balloon man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah balloon right. man. I want I want kite man to be used. <laughs> kite man. Yeah. Kite man. Hell yeah. What about the the uh, oh, was it the, the clue master? Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna bring out some silver age dudes, um, let's move on to Legends of the Lame of tomorrow. I mean. <laughs> um, yes, that's. What's- uh, evidently, though, every every yeah every every interview I've seen said they're they're going to change it this season. They didn't they better they didn't do what they wanted to last season. Now they're going to go full forward. You know, full well they forward. admitted some things I didn't think they would admit. Yeah, yeah. They, they did indeed. Um, and not, none of the admissions were that were good. Um, I admit yeah. their listeners to the DC TV podcast. We got uh, adding to the cast. We got Maisie Richardson Sellers as uh, Vixen, mm-hmm. really the Vixen, Vixen of Earth Two. Um, yes. Dick, uh, Nick Zeno as uh, Doctor Nate Haywood, mm-hmm. also known as Citizen Steel. Um, Steel. Uh, Patrick J. Adams, who's playing Rex Tyler. Uh, Neil McDonough's Damien Dark is going to end up over on the Legends, which is great because I love him as an actor. He's awesome. Lance, speaking of actors, I love Lance Henriksen. He's playing Obsidian, dude. What? Yeah, Bishop from from Aliens is playing Obsidian. Uh-huh. Word, I'm down with that. Uh, Sarah Gray is Star Girl, and uh, Matthew McCall is going to be Commander Steel. Uh, Henry Haywood, the father, I guess, of uh, Nick Zeno's character. 
Um, also, we are going to be seeing the Legion of Doom in uh, Legends of Tomorrow a lot this season. The cool. uh, season opener will start with Stephen Amell from Arrow. Um, we'll find this hero scattered in time. Um, and Dr. Nate Haywood is someone who has to locate them, along with a uh, little help from Albert Einstein. Interesting. Uh, but the mm-hmm. Legion of Doom will be popping up mostly in Legends of Tomorrow, but they're going to have their sticky little fingers all over the place in CW versus here, evidently, uh, according to um, um, <clears throat> Berlanti and company. Uh, it will be, consist of Damian Dark uh, teaming up with Malcolm Merlin, uh, Matt Lusher, who plays Reverse Flash, and Captain Cold. Plus, as they mentioned in this, Others that they will not be mentioning until, you know, further down the road. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Um, Fair. You know, Legends of Tomorrow was a much better idea than it was an execution. Yeah. I mean, we would all agree. So, I, I think, you know, giving them a second shot, maybe, you know, maybe it'll be like the second season of Gotham. It'll be markedly improved, you know. Well, when I, to, to be able to actually say to the audience, yeah, we rushed it because we just wanted it to be out. Um, we just wanted, we needed yeah, something to be out right. on time, and we just felt it needed to be out that season, you know. Wow. And we didn't want to wait, uh, and we didn't have things done, we didn't have things ready. Right. To admit it, that says a lot. It does. I mean, they must have all really... good things come to those who wait. Well, that proves how bad. Like that proves how much of a backlash they had. You know, mm-hmm. the response people had about well, that show. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was getting like lower ratings than Arrow, which is usually the lowest rated of the CW yeah. shows. So, or yeah, the I, CW I shows. Because it... it uh, look at this show. We we came into this so excited about these shows. Yeah. But we're honest. Like, I don't I don't think we should come uh, in... You know, like, you have to look at what you have, and when something's not work, it's not right... Right. Well, like and, a Jerry and, Jerry dubbed the Legends of the Lame about halfway yeah. through the season, and it never really shook that off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, not even and that could go to why they will not be Hawkman and Hawkgirl because those are the weakest. Yeah, they, think. they ditched yeah, them. Right. They're they're not going to be in the season at all, evidently. Their writing was the weakest, and I I would not be mad if they just kept, if they do come back later, like they just recast. I would not be mad. Mm. And they recast stronger uh, actors, and they give them stronger writing. Like yeah, I could, I wouldn't a, be. Yeah, I mad. agree. That whole backstory with them and Savage just is, did not. No. Did not gel for me at all. And then no. the the conclusion was just kind of wow. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, just blow them up three times. Twenty four years ago, this week, in nineteen ninety two, what happened? Tell me. Batman. Batman, the animated series debut. Oh, my knees didn't hurt as much. Well, me either. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I was a better looking man then. Sure, that um, was better. Hey, but you got past that, and now you're the better man, Daryl. 24 years ago. You're 20 in the pink. 24 years ago, Batman, the animated series, started launching the entire DC animated universe. Yeah. Stretches all the way to Young Justice, so that's pretty awesome. Speaking of, speaking of pretty awesome, 50 Cent and his girlfriend dressed up as Cyborg and Starfire. What awesome, too. So awesome. Go for his, uh, his son's birthday, yeah. his four-year-old Aww. son. That's the first time in an article with 50 Cent that he didn't come off as an asshole to me. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. 
<laughs> like, right, I said, wow. Usually I see an article with him, I start rolling my eyes like, oh, Lord, what did he say now? Well, kids kind of kind of calm you down a little bit. He didn't get called. He had them kids before that. He didn't get called. But I'm glad he did this. This, 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 yeah, this, this is really, really fun. That's, this is hate. cool. Hmm? Huh? Hate. Hate. Uh-huh. Hate. That's what you're doing right now. You're hating on Fiddy. You'd be all right. Hey, man, he dressed up right. as Cyborg for his kids. He's all right with I that. like power. You'd be all right. Yeah. Even though I hate Kane, I want him dead. All right. Stop the hate. I can't, <laughs> I can't I, think I, about or hear about 50 Cent, though, anymore without hearing that woman, that actress in, in with Melissa McCarthy in that spy movie. <laughs> 50 Cent piece? Oh, yeah, they hook up at the end of that movie. Yeah. I just remember the the really bad 50 Cent uh, video game, Blood on the Sand. Oh, he, like, he, does a benefit, he does a benefit show in, like, uh-huh. uh, Kuwait or something. Uh-huh. And then he has to shoot his way out after the show because he... That's the he, game? Yeah. yeah that's the game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was on Xbox, I think. Uh, original Xbox. Did the writers of Legends uh, write this? I don't know. It was just... He was he did like a benefit show. like some. It's like a fictional... Uh, it was like a fictional Kuwait. Or you know right. what I mean? Like a Quran. Right. You know, or whatever they call it in DCU. And, I uh, and he gets yeah. Correct, he gets, I think they called it. He Correct gets uh, stuck. He gets Correct. stuck. He gets stuck behind enemy lines and has to shoot his way out. Uh-huh. And it has, like, the, I remember yeah. it has like the same four like yeah. samples of his voice. So as you're playing this game, like after two hours, you hear the same four phrases over and over and over. And over. <laughs> oh man, that must have been rough. Yeah, it was a rental. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's when that's when you you people think of things that they don't think it through. I hope, and I'm going to search here after we're done recording, I hope there is YouTube footage of somebody like playing that game so I can see this thing play out it's, a little it's bit. Called, I'm sure you just sent blood it. on the sand. I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure, sure, I'm sure you can find it, dude. I, yeah. Uh, and, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you might want to cover your ears here, Daryl. This is the last one. Um, we got a trailer for Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Yes! Featuring the vocal talents of Adam West, Burt Ward, and yes! Julie Newmar. Oh, Holy awesome sh- Batman! Uh, the, the trailer is funny because it's Batman explaining to Robin the premise of their own movie while escaping being trapped from a giant TV dinner tray. So, uh, you know, it's all the goofiness from Batman 66 that you remember. Um, yes. We yes. Had, yes. But uh, we'll also be seeing the Joker, the Riddler, and the Penguin, the Catwoman, of course. Um, the trailer looks really goofy, and it's uh, you know it's uh, you, those voices Adam Weston and uh, and Burt Ward still you know very recognizable. So if you're a yeah, fan of the Batman although, 66, and I would definitely uh, it's coming out on November 1st on Blu-ray, and it's going to be available digitally as a download on October 11th. It's right. such a shame though that Frank Gorsham, Cesar Romero, and uh, and uh, Burgess, Burgess Meredith. Meredith are not still alive to have recorded voices on that. It's so funny that, like, we know, like, we know Burgess Meredith for being the Penguin, but he was, like, a Broadway actor for, like, 20 years with Ilya Kazan and the Actor's Studio and all this stuff. And, like, Cesar Romero was not only, um, you know, a recording artist, but a great um, uh, uh, star, you know, um, movie star in in Latin America. 
Yeah. Yeah, big leading what? man before he came to America. Well, his, and his mustache was his signature. That's why he refused to shave it, and they That's just right. painted the grease makeup right into it. It's and if you look, at, if you look at the new Hot Toys, they just came out from the Batman '66 line. It, you can see it. They left the they left the mustache yeah. on with the white paint over it. It's so awesome. It's a great, great little. That happened detail. a lot. So what about Eartha Kit? They ain't got no Eartha Kit. Why is an Eartha uh, Kitt? Well, they got Julie Newmar. She was the she was the OG Catwoman. I thought Julie Newmar died. No, she's still alive. No, she's walking around with that big big ass dog she had. Eartha Eartha Kitt died, but if they wanted Eartha Kitt, they could just get Jada Pinkett Smith to come in. They would have had both though. Thank you. Okay, me dig it. Yeah, you dig it. Oh, and how about um, you know Vincent Price? Mm. Was Egghead? He been dead though. Yeah, he, he was egghead. He did. He been dead. Yeah. He did. He did as hell. He did as hell. He died in um Edward Scissorhands. You didn't see that one scene? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That was that was his last film, wasn't it? Yes. I think, so. I think it was. I think it was, yeah. I believe so. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, so in my head well we'll see how film. well this I does. Know. We'll see how well um I know I know Daryl's already pre ordered his copy. He got the deluxe version with the batarang, yep. Yep. and, and the wait, thing wait. to teach you how to do the batusi. I got well. You know, wait, wait, are I, are, are I, you joking right now? Or are you serious? There's a special edition batarang. I'm, I'm joking. Oh, I'm totally oh, joking. Calm it down. Did somebody needs to make that. Didn't happen. they tell you? Didn't they do a thing about people in that in batarangs? You can't you can't be running around with that. You're gonna it's fall bad. down and hurt yourself. Let's, yeah, you hurt, you hurt yourself. I got one more news oh. bit here, and then uh, we'll move on to our Justice League uh, recaps. Uh, Doug Lyman, who directed Edge of Tomorrow, I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was a good movie. Um, it was uh, a great movie. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, really well done. He, is, he has been tapped to direct uh, Dark Universe, which has uh, been known up to this point as Justice League Dark. Yes. Um, we've got Scott Rudin producing. Uh, Michael Giglio is writing the script. I guess, and this means the lineman is walking away from the uh, Channing Tatum Gambit movie, mm-hmm. um, which has been in development hell for years. Oh yeah. Um, but the plot, while the plot did, well, so yeah, he can come back when you can act, Channing, and then you can be him. But uh, the while the most of the details are being kept under wraps, the story revolves around a dark Justice League team that consists of Constantine. Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, and Etrigan the Demon. I almost fell out of my chair when I read this. Um, the they're starting. They are working from. Uh, I guess Guillermo del Toro was originally attached to direct, but he ended up writing a draft of the script, and then passed that on to Michael Giulio, who's going to be writing the finished script. So he is going to be involved, but he's not going to be uh, you know directing or writing. So. You think Etrigan will have him rhyme everything? Everything will be in prose? Oh, I think it'd be cool if they did. Well, yeah, I, I hope to hear a little bit more about this. Hope, and I hope that John's Jeff Johns is involved, as, like he is with the others movies as well. Right. Although this is like not on the slate of other DC, like the calendar of DC yeah. movies we've seen. Yeah. This has not been on it. This is a. Uh, kind of outside of that. And uh, interestingly enough, the next animated feature is going to be Justice League Dark as well. Um, with That's Batman, with Batman in it, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. I just I just hope there's more 
dig to get more into this. Like right now, it sounds like I don't know. It sounds too good to be true. <laughs> I just hope it's like this is really they're moving forward. This is not more of a uh, step away from stepping away from the gambit movie mm-hmm. thing. Like I just hope it's it's actually something that they're really you know working towards happening. Yeah, I mean, and I Doug Liman is a really hot director. I mean, like, he is. He I mean, is. He really worked his way up, and I mean, he really proved himself with that edge. And tomorrow, I mean, you don't mm-hmm. direct Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt in a movie, you know, on your first go. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And I, I marketing killed that movie. Like that, it's it's that was the thing that hurt that movie the most. It was it's such a good part. movie. But I so, really hope that um, that the movie is not hurt. Like, I hope it's protected. You know what I mean? Like, right. I hope that it has that buffer. I think John's... Because John didn't have a part of Suicide Squad. So the things that happened, even though I enjoyed that movie, there were things that happened to that movie and that director's vision for that movie that I probably should not have happened. It should have been... It should have... Um, should have been a little smoother than it was. Well, like, and, I mean, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we, we went in-depth on Suicide Squad last episode, yeah. you know, and we all had a lot of trouble with the, the, the pacing and the editing, it seemed like. Um, even, you know, even though overall we enjoyed I mean, I thought it was, uh, you know... But there were things positive. that I think should have been in it that even when the director was saying he had in it that probably would have made it stronger. Like, it probably would have, would have strengthened the film. Um, you know, so I... I, I hope that this movie is not, you know, I hope it's protected because it seems like even reading the articles and stuff about one of them from the Wall Street Journal talking about uh, the Johns and I keep forgetting the other guy's name. It's only because I'm more of a comic book guy than anything else that I don't remember the other guy's mm-hmm. name. But it's two guys. Th- th- those two guys are kind of the shepherds, the protectors of the films now. They're kind of the ones that come in and and uh, kind of keep keep them shirts out of it. Like keep keep the shirts that don't know anything about how to do these movies. So maybe Josh Whedon wasn't he put over well, Marvel think, something? Oh, I think like Kevin Feige more than Whedon yeah, Feige was, was like in that in that role. But as the as these have gotten to be bigger and bigger business, I think the studios are more and more involved. I mean. Right, we famously went on about how involved the studios were with oh, uh, yeah. Age of Ultron and how oh, they had yeah. the fingers in the pie or whatever. But I mean, the Russos really haven't had anything bad to say about that. I mean, they've been able to work within those constraints. So. Right, John Berg is the guy, other guy's name. I, I, I kept forgetting. Uh, forgive me, but yeah, I just hope that this, like I, like this movie, can definitely be a movie that's that can be hurt by. The same way that Suicide Squad could be, because no one knows these characters, and I can see suits with money saying, "We got to do this, we got to do this," because nobody knows these, you know, these characters. Nobody knows. We got to amp it up. We got to, you know, and and that could but, totally hurt. But on the other side of that coin, there's a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. No, and nobody knew those characters, and like, they, they, they no ended up you know, grossing yeah. almost a billion dollars. So you're right. No, I'm not saying you won't, because uh, Suicide Squad made you know they they're, they're surpassing a lot of a lot of yeah. uh, you know records that people didn't think the movie would do. But I'm saying, no, I'm saying I hope that the studio doesn't 
hurt this one because right. the studio. I don't, from what I recall of, of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a different makeup. The studio didn't jump on this too much. The studio didn't it, interfere as much because the characters right. weren't as well known. Or relative to other Marvel movies, the the budget was, had, was smaller, right. and you had right. James Gunn. Uh, kind of writing and directing with his writing partner, and and you have Feige, who overall, you know, like I think the benefit that the WB doesn't have that um, the Marvel universe has is that people will go see the movies. They had had enough movies going on that people will go see a Marvel movie. You know, before they, without, they like on habit, truck. like without even sometimes without even thinking about it, they'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they wouldn't give. And DC and WB hasn't earned that yet. I mean, because right, you know, they, they, mixed right. perceptions right. of what they put out so far. And it's only been two films. Like right. it's, it's only we've only well, got three, three now. Films. Well, three now. Yeah. So I, I just hope that it's a, it's a, it's it's just it's just that it, when I don't hear. Johnson's and, and Berg's name in this at all. I I could see I just could see them mess up that movie like they did like the other movie you know like other movies have been messed up because mm-hmm. they don't know the characters. That's what I'm just saying. I like I just, I hope that they keep the horror in this and the like it's it's hard like to do that type of film like it's it's even harder than get the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean that was you know like he went really light with that and he went with the the Star Wars type vibe with that, mm-hmm. but this is a different vibe. This is this yep. is magic. This is not something where you can't market this to kids. This is not something right. where you can, you know, this is this is touching the the horror supernatural thing. And if you don't do it right, the the audience that likes horror and supernatural, they will be turned off immediately. Like if you don't you know, do this right. And this had to be done where it can attract people like us that read the comics who want to go see this, but it also attracts the people that would go see Hellboy. stuff like The Conjuring, Hellboy. Hellboy, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if they're going to go for a marketing niche, like market it like they would for Hellboy, that kind of supernatural um, superhero-like yeah, know, type yeah. deal. Or even like the, the Constantine movie, as much as I hate to say it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I just don't want it to, to, to. I just don't want it to mess up. I, I just hope that this that the guy gets to do the vision that he has, whatever the vision is. I hope it's protected. I rather it fail on the vision of the director and writer, scriptwriter, the original scriptwriter, than it does on interference from others. Yeah, we're not some, some of my favorite characters in the DCU, so I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, me too. And, and then oh, not yeah. messing it up. Yeah, don't don't mess this up, please. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, are we on to Justice League now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Um, we're going to be discussing the Savage Time, which is a three-parter that closed the first season of Justice League. Twilight which was the uh, two-parter that began the second season. The Savage Time is awesome for many reasons, but mainly because uh, our modern-day heroes get to go back to World War II and encounter the DC heroes of World War II. Especially, and, and the one I really liked the most, I think, in this was uh, Wonder Woman meeting Steve Trevor. Yes. Right. Because it's such cool. like a golden age, uh, uh, you know, relationship. And then the, the very, at the very end of the episode where she's at the old folks' home and you know, says hello. You know, says says, and he still calls her angel and stuff. That was just, I just thought that was really, really nice. That was really touching. 
turned out well, I thought. Yep. Basically, the, the whole team, except for Batman, is coming back through space, and there's some sort of big space wobble, and they land on an Earth that is controlled by the Nazis, or a version of the Nazis led by Vandal Savage. Bum, bum, bum. In order to uh, to stop him, they realize they have to go back through time, back to World War II, and stop him at the source. Uh, let me look at the cast real quick here. Uh, these were, uh, by the way, these three episodes were split between uh, but, uh, uh, Butch Lukic, or Butch Lukic and, and Dan Reba as far as directing. Uh, the writers were Stan Berkowitz and uh, uh, Bill Finger is also attributed. Uh, Steve Trevor was voiced by Patrick Duffy, uh, Dallas. Dallas, right from the yeah. original Dallas. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, Phil Morris is the voice of uh, Vandal Savage. Of course, he's known for you know being in Atlantis and uh, Star Trek's research for Spock. He's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Uh, he was also does a lot of cartoon. He was John Jones in Smallville. Um, for those of you who are, who are you know, keeping score at home, and he ended up playing Vandal Savage yet again in the Justice League Doom. Uh, direct to video, uh, he he reprised the role of Vandal Savage a couple times. This and in the episode where Superman goes into the future and encounters Savage again. So uh, once again, we see you know the Justice League cast staying consistent, um, you know episode to episode. One of my favorites, and you know I have a soft spot in my heart for like the World War II heroes because I read them out, yeah. you know, read them growing up and stuff. Um, this is pretty interesting because. The League arrives in France in the middle of, like, a lot of fighting, and they find these giant war wheels uh, created by Savage. And there's all this other tech that doesn't seem like it should belong in uh, World War II. Um, uh, John Jones and Wonder Woman decide to fly to Berlin to find out more about the sources of weaponry. Uh, Hawkgirl, Superman, and Flash uh, stay, uh, you know, with the Allied forces and end up hooking up with the Blackhawks which is really cool. And then, uh, on his own, John Stewart loses the charge of his Green Lantern ring after time and ends up having to rely on his marine instincts right. with uh, Sergeant Rock and Easy Company, including the Ice Cream Soldier and Jeb Turner and the Haunted Tank. We all get cameos. There's even a cameo of the Unknown Soldier um, like a, yeah. in, a, in a pan shot, which I thought was really cool. It was cool. Um yeah, uh, Hawk Girl kind of takes the place of Lady Blackhawk. John and uh, and Wonder Woman get separated. Uh, Wonder Woman ends up with Steve Trevor, uh, a, a spy who's trying to get a uh, a uh, communicator uh, back to behind uh, uh, safe lines so they know when the invasion is coming from Vandal Savage. Um, John breaks in uh, to the German Central Command, and inside he finds not only a laptop but also Adolf Hitler on what ice. <laughs> Frozen in the Hitler. Yeah, they froze Hitler and kept him. Um, John gets surprised though, which I always wonder how he gets surprised considering he's a telepath. Uh, right. He's taken out by Savage. Um, more tanks appear on the battlefield, and uh, Green Lantern is knocked down while carrying a wounded soldier. Uh, Hawk Girl goes to help him, but he hands off the soldier to her, and uh, he gets left behind just as his ring roll runs out of power. And that's the end of part one. Um, part two, um, Superman and Hawkgirl are working, uh, they get uh, taken down by some Messerschmitts on a strafing run, and they take to the air to fight the planes, and then this is when the Blackhawks show up. And instead of there being like eight or nine Blackhawks like there are in the comic, there are only four. Uh, but they're an independent multinational team of pilots fighting against the Nazis from Blackhawk Island, just like on the comic. So uh, cool. Yeah, it was great. 
Um, also, when you know, Lantern wakes up, he's with Easy Company, including you know, Bulldozer and uh, the Ice Cream Soldier, and uh, of course, Unit Leader Sergeant Rock. He uh, proves he's not useless to me by throwing Bulldozer to the ground. And he learned that, you know, he said he learned that as a Marine. And he's like, well, if you're a Marine, you can, you can come ride with us or whatever. Although Dozer. Still kind of skeptical of him as the thing goes on. You know, jo- Savage interrogates John in his lab, and John assumes the Savage is from the future. But no, this is a Savage from the past. Only the laptop was sent back in time by his future self. And there's a message from the older Savage to the younger with schematics for things like jet engines and computer chips and things like that. Um, as well as all the information about the Allies' future plans, like the date of uh, D-Day and things like that. Savage turns uh, John over to a torturer, to get, try to figure out, you know, to get more information from him. Um, Steve and Wonder Woman meet Ernst, a, uh, a German scientist. Wonder Woman is constantly surprised that, like, someone without any special powers is willing to risk their life right. uh, for the war. You know, but then, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, it kind of, I think that kind of bravery kind of appeals to Wonder Woman. She kind of starts to fall for Steve. He tells Wonder Woman to create a diversion while he takes on the soldiers. Instead, she almost beats them all, but one of the terrifying one of the terrified soldiers discloses their location, and they find him. Uh, they rescue him from captivity, but the scientist warns them it's a trap, and a whole bunch of war whales show up and surround the jail. Uh, meanwhile, on Black Hawk Island, uh, Black Hawk explains they're planning a bombing run on a large German factory, and they could really use the League's help. Um, Savage returns to his land to find a lab to find that John Jones has escaped, and the laptop has been destroyed. And Savage is like, forget it. Just go, uh, let's go with the uh, invasion now. But it turns out the stolen communicator that Ernst has is still missing and is a key part of the plan. They break out their, um, in the in the fight with the uh, the Germans, uh, Steve Trevor like, breaks off the outer casing of the uh, uh, communicator and making the Germans think that it was destroyed in the rubble. But actually it wasn't. It was just a case and they're able to uh, determine that the, um, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Invasion is going on immediately. A bunch of giant flying wings, like from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because uh, Savage isn't going to uh, attack Europe. He's taking the fight right to America. He keeps asking me to kill the page. Sorry, I'm almost done with this, too. Damn it. Okay, I'm going to bring it back. Oh, now I get a chub. You're downing. Oh. It's <laughs> classy, buddy. Classy. I've had that up there for weeks, and you just... Oh, well. Uh, I've, I haven't, we haven't seen each other for weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice it, but I... Maybe it's sad that I thought the kid was drowning, and I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think it was... Yeah. I didn't think I that either. Jumped to them. I just kept going over it. I was just like, oh, okay, it's just some kid drowning. But oh wait, wrong. It's above my pay grade. To figure that out. Okay. Part two, part three. Okay. Um, the league members and the Blackhawks destroy the factory. Uh, after Flash runs in and evacuates all the workers, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, in the ruins, they find a jet engine. And then John arrives and explains what happened. You know, he sent the laptop back from the future, yada, yada, yada. Um, 
they tap into the communicator and the evasion signal. They fly off, but uh, Steve, as Wonder Woman's about to fly off, and Trevor's like, what if I never see you again? Uh, she kisses him, and he wishes her luck. Aww. Um, Easy Company finds the airfield hidden under an artificial hill, um, just as the invasion force is getting ready to leave, and John Stewart runs out and boards Savage's flagship, barehanded, like gets up in the rigging and stuff. Um, the Blackhawks land and tell the league they've received word of the invasion. Uh, Flash streaks to America, running faster than the airplanes to warn the American forces. Um, aboard Savage's plane, Lantern is uh, sabotaging every system he can. The plane loses radio contact, slows down, and then all the rest of the planes slow down as well. Um, Savage is, uh, the, the, as this uh, happening, you know, they capture uh, and torture Lantern. And just then, the League attacks, and Savage's planes return fire. Uh, Wonder Woman arrives, regrouping with Superman, Hawkgirl, and John together. They manage to down or disable all the planes, except for a few that are taken out by a flotilla of U.S. Navy ships and sent back, running into the waiting arms of the Blackhawks, who take them out from the, from the other flank. Um, Green Lantern overpowers his guards, shoots the controls, and sends the plane down. He's struggling with Savage, and, but then John... Uh, telepathically senses his presence and tells Hawkgirl. Uh, she flies to the plane, smashes open the windshield, and then uh, he's like, what took you so long? And she goes, oh, I was doing my hair. And we see Savage go down in a rush of water in the plane, and uh, there's a close-up of Jon Stewart and Shiara holding hands. Uh, some good, uh, good foreshadowing there. Um... Savage is gone. His numbers are decimated. The invasion force turns around and heads back to Germany. Uh, the Iranian planes are set down by the Blackhawks. Uh, the League flies back to Europe. Back in Berlin, the High Command receives Savage's defeat news. And Hoffman uh, immediately moves to have Hitler reinstated as their leader. So the timeline is back to normal, I guess. Um, the League arrives back into the present just before the time portal closes, naturally. Um... Batman is there to greet them, and Superman gives him a big hug. Um, and then at the end, Wonder Woman finds a retirement home where Steve Trevor is there, now an old man. He looks at her, smiles, and says, Angel, and they have a moment. Aww. They stole Captain America's story. The yeah. Captain America movie <laughs> stole the story from them. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's also Calling very man in my castle. Yeah, that's true. The whole you know, Nazis winning the Civil War or uh, World War Two. No, yeah. I mean the I mean the the love story part of. Oh, the, I knew I knew what you meant. Like the you know, Wonder Woman being yeah, out, you know, out of time. I mean, uh, Steve Trevor is her Peggy, uh, you know, Peggy Cat. Yeah, Peggy when he Carter. comes back and she finds it, he no, finds him. Yeah. Just like um, uh, Cap and Peggy Carter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This was an awesome. I love that they even used the SS symbol. Yeah, only like mushed together, right? Right. <laughs> yep. What's interesting too is that <clears throat> every member of the regular cast and the guest cast, you know, all the voice, they all did a German character as well. Oh. Sure. So, like uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who did Flash, also was uh, Savage's torture expert. Nice. I do like the fact they keep continuity with voices, as we'll find out later in the next episode with Michael Ironside or whatever, and in Twilight, you know, and they kept the same voice for Vandal Savage, 
uh, each time as well. I thought that was super cool. Uh, kind of just make, or you know, even like uh, using David Warner as Rachel Ghoul every time. You know, not not varying up the voice. I think that's a really smart move on their part because it really gives like gives their characters a little more. I, I don't want to use the word continuity, but like just kind of you know recognizability when you hear the voice. I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, but I really, I again, great voice cast. I give this one an A. This is one of my favorite episodes of the series. Uh, yeah, big three parter movie movie length. Great story, tons of cameos. So much nostalgia. Right? Yeah, and like, I wasn't even a huge fan of like the World War Two comics as a kid, but I, there was enough here that I was like, oh wow, it's it's Ice Cream Soldier. I know who he is on the Haunted Tank. I know, you know, right. all those different things. I mean, it was enough that the Blackhawks, you know, like all these great shout outs to the, you know this, mm-hmm. you know this, you know what ninety years of lore now they have in the DCU. It was it was really cool. I thought. A lot of the very first comic books I read were Yeezy Company. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a good introduction to people that didn't didn't read the war stuff. Sure. Would know would know it like you know they're important the way they're introduced, but then for the people that do read those, you know, that read those books, it's it's a nice, uh, you know, nice call out shout out to having them there. Definitely, and you know, the, I mean, they've never shot away from cameos for the fans. Oh no, the show that, at all. This, been, this show embraced it. Yeah, uh, totally, and and I think you know that's one of the reasons the fans love it so much. Still, mm-hmm. you know. yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on to Twilight, which were the first two episodes of the second season, and I don't know. I really think in the second season is when this show really kicked it into high. Yeah, in the first season, you're kind of. You're kind of still, like, gelling these characters together, not only separately, but as a team. But I think by the second season, and then by Justice League Unlimited, we're really, like, you know, kicking it uh, into high, as I mentioned. Um, just some uh, cast notes here, of course, the regular cast. Uh, we also have Michael Ironside. Uh, the great Michael Ironside is Dark Side. Great. Oh, yeah. Voice. Perfect. Uh, Corey Burton doing double duty here, not only as Brainiac, uh, as we you know had heard him do in these uh, uh, Superman animated series, but also as Forager uh, of the New Gods, uh, Ron Perlman as Orion. Yes, great choice there. And again, the same yeah. voices in the Superman episode. Uh, Rene Auberginois, best known for Deep Space Nine, probably as mm-hmm. dis- both Desaad and Steppenwolf uh, in this. And mm-hmm. another Star Trek alumnus, uh, Michael Dorn as Kalibak. Again, yes. again, another voice casting from the, the Superman animated series. Uh, Rob Paulson from the Animaniacs uh, votes uh, uh, voices Light Ray. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mitchell Ryan is High Father. Uh, very New God-centric episode. Oh, yeah. uh, very much playing off the last one of the last episodes of the Superman animated series, Legacy, in which uh, Darkseid brainwashes Superman to just, you know, kick all kinds of ass on Earth and, and mm-hmm. kill, destroy. And One of the best episodes, I think, of, the, of that series. Totally. And not only that, the um, uh, this episode is almost like a direct sequel to that in a lot of ways. You can tell oh, it is. His wounds, For sure. His wounds are still raw from that, totally, in this. Um, it, and that goes to this as well, is like, all this is in continuity. Like, this is one, all those Batman animated episodes, mm-hmm. Superman animated stuff, so... It's written, this really gives you that, that feeling of being a comic book. Like, it exactly. really has that feeling of, of, of being that comic, and him having, you know, like, him being so angry that, 
you know, what Darkseid did to him because he lost a lot of the public trust. Oh, totally. He, I mean, he totally exactly. betrayed. He, he forced yeah. him to betray his. You know, he never got trust. it back all the way. No. Like even we'll even get seeds of this later on in in, um, in Justice Prof- League Unlimited. Oh, and Professor Hamilton and Cadmus. I mean, in yeah. the in the in the cartoon in the first season all or two, Professor Hamilton Hamilton's like his great at Star Labs is his greatest ally. And then, yeah, that was his boy. And then after Legacy, he's like, well, hell with that. I'm going to go help Cadmus, you know. Because you scared him. Because he scared the world like that. I really like, you know, like, these seeds don't go away even in this episode. Like, it's still, uh, in this story, we still get more of this later on. Like, it's it's a reoccurring thing. And I think it's like, um, like good continuity. You know what I mean? We, yes, we, we see good. we see both good and bad. Oh, in for sure. Yeah. And in this, it's just tight, tight continuity. Well, when well, and things that make sense that, that go together. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but this uh, this episode was, like I said, almost like a direct sequel to that because you can tell by how raw and how salty he is toward Darkseid that it just happened not too long ago oh, before he's this. Oh this yeah. This is Superman. He almost, almost kills himself in this yes, episode. Yes, he did. He almost dies if it isn't for Batman, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Um, we start out the episode uh, in space. There's a fleet of ship uh, ships under the command of Steppenwolf, uh, and they're about under attack from a larger number of ships, and they're about to get their ass kicked. And he radios to Darkseid um, that he's unable to boom tomb or anything out. Apocalypse, uh, you know, Darkseid says, well, take out as many as you can. See you later. <laughs> and Steppenwolf, it's like, yeah, as you wish, and then you hear him scream. And then the image of Orion takes Steppenwolf's place. And then he says, I'm going to send you a present, Darkseid, by way of the boom tube with High Father's compliments. And he basically takes Steppenwolf's ship and crashes it into a fire pit, causing an explosion that destroys a whole bunch of war machines and knocks over Darkseid's uh, uh, statue and takes out part of his palace. And then buries him and Desaad and Calabac in rubble. Uh, Darkseid emerges from the rubble and there's a hologram of Hi, Father, and he's saying, look, man, you break this treaty again, and we're not going to show you any mercy. We're going to take you out. Uh, not for a nice seafood dinner, either. No? Uh, no. Not like Dorothy Mantooth. <laughs> anyway, at the Watchtower, uh, Hawk Girl's watching a video of Hawks. <laughs> and John comes in, they talk, and she says, she explains how she arrived on Earth, you know, chasing criminals. She stumbled into a space-time disturbance, and it, you know, it jolted her there to that part of the galaxy, and she's lost. She has no idea how to get home. This is the most backstory we've gotten on Hawkgirl mm-hmm. in a whole series, like right yeah, in right. this one scene. We, we, we get her whole origin right here that we hadn't even had hinted at before that. Um, back on Apocalypse, uh, Calabac is, is overseeing the reconstruction, and Desaad decides to criticize Darkseid and he's, uh, you know, find the solution to the anti-life equation, and Darkseid, of course, kills him with the Omega Beam. Duh. <laughs> yeah, don't criticize Darkseid. He doesn't take criticism. No. Uh, a ship of unknown origin uh, appears in the sky, and uh, Darkseid says it's death. Um, if you see the shape of the ship and you were a fan of the Superman animated series, you knew who it was before the, mm-hmm. before the reveal. Absolutely. At least I did. I was like, wait a minute, that's... Brainiac ship, and sure enough, that's who it is. Um, at the Watchtower, Hawk Girl's, you know, just got done explaining how she arrived to Earth, and um, 
alarm sounds, and then heading down a level, Hawkgirl and John meets Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, Batman says there's an unknown energy signature appearing in the power, but it turns out to be a boom tube, and Darkseid arrives. And before wor- one word one can be said, Superman is wailing on him. Yes. And like, he's just, Seriously. He's beating him like a redheaded stepchild, and Diana and John have to stop him before he destroys mm-hmm. the satellite. Like, like there was no hesitation. No, there wasn't no. a, a blink in his eye. There wasn't, you know, just, I mean, it was boom. <laughs> mm. I love, Instant. and I, I know people, could, I love an emotional Superman when he reacts like this. Yeah. And, and this Absolutely. Is, this was not a Superman that you get to see on the cartoon. He's not written like this, of course. And then even in the comics to a point, you know, like you, Unless you read all the comics, terrible. yeah. Right. Unless you, unless you read all the comics, you you don't really get to to see Superman be so emotional like this. And um, they do it other times, but I think that's probably why I like the 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 Man of Steel Superman as much as I do because he does react like that when he mess with his mom. Right. He just yeah. you know the anger, yeah. just the way that he emotionally he, he really like, and I re, and I can remember. How angry he was at the end of this. For those who have watched the Superman animated uh, series, there was a scene where he just destroys the one of the vehicles, like the the weapon, and he keeps punching it and punching mm-hmm. it and punching yeah. it. And they let the scene, like whoever directed it, I don't even remember who did it, but it was whoever it is needs to get an award for it because they let you you hear Superman breathing heavy. As he's just hitting and hitting and hitting because they killed, um, what's the cop's name? Because he was based on Jack Kirby, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Dan Turpin. Turpin. He they kill Darkseid kills Turpin just out of spite, just out of spite when he's leaving. Like, yeah, it, it, and it's I'm even part of the I'm battle. Just, like they're walking out and he like right. says something to him and he just like flicks his wrist and takes Cause, out Turpin. Because the world is like, we beat you, Darkseid. He basically was saying something like, yeah, that's what you get for you know coming after the world or something and dark side just looks and he's like oh you might have won and then he just hits him and kills him like takes him wow. out and superman just couldn't even and horrified like the way that the animation is done and i'm st- like i'm talking about it like it's an actual thing that really happened but it's not <laughs> but it was just such an emotional moment yeah. in the cartoon where superman is just frustrated because dark side's gone like, he gets in his little boob tube and leaves. Mm-hmm. There's no way he can get to him. And he right. beats on this machine. That's dark side he's beating on. So this is not over for him. Like, he's right. beating on it and beating on it and just falls down on his knees after this is over. Like that, Yeah, that Apocalypse, I think it was Apocalypse Now. It was a two-parter on the uh, yeah, Superman animated series. And there's that one shot that shows all when all the new gods show up and they have yeah. like Mr. Miracle and uh, Big Barda and everything like that. And, uh, yeah. you know, as Dark like you say, as Dark Side leaving, you know, is leaving, he's just like, Turpin yells something at him. And, like, mm-hmm. Dark just, like, flicks his wrist at him and kills him. Like, just as he's leaving, oh. like it's nothing. And the music comes in and it's, oh my God, it's just, it, it makes you go, you effing mother, mm, Dark Side. <laughs> like, so when you see Dark Side again and Superman sees him, he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't, I ain't got no conversation. Ain't gonna be no conversation. This is the first time he's gotten to get his hands on Dark Side since that 
cartoon. Well, then, well first there was that, Killing Turpin, yeah. and then there was the thing with him brainwashing right. Superman right. to, like, you know, betray all of Earth, pretty much. Yep. And between the yep. two things, he's got nothing but a hate on. Oh, yeah. I, I, if I die, I die. But I want, I'm taking Darcy yeah. with me. He said that before in the... Yeah. In the, one of the uh, Justice League uh, Unlimited episodes, I think he was like, "It's this one." Is oh, he, right, right. He's okay. fighting him. He's like, "If we die, we die together." You know, he's yeah. he's wailing on his ass. That's Ooh. some Superman. You don't expect well, yeah. Superman. And I, and I mean, it was almost instinctual, like on a subconscious level. There was no thought at all. It was just no, like, 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 like his yeah, brain just auto reacted, and his body went with it. There was no. Nothing in his head but well, but red hate. <laughs> the, well, there's also this cold-blooded part where Darkseid's like, "Look, and we're being attacked by Brainiac. We have, you know, we're, we we have no choice but to ask for the League's help." And Superman's like, "Yeah, hmm. so what?" Right. Yeah, you know, he's like, he's like SFW. You know, it's like it Brainiac. You. You know, yeah, sucks to be you. Have fun, you know. And um, you know, he's willing to leave Apocalypse to die. But right, then, he's gonna sit. Yeah, because he learned how. He, he learned how you can't change Apocalypse. You can't change yeah, yeah. Um, Apocalypse at all. Like, remember, he right. like even when he beat yeah. Apocalypse. The the subjects and, of Apocalypse picked him up and carried him back to his throne room. And that horrified Superman. Like, that was the one time when Superman was like, you know, like, you're free now. Like, you know, like, I stopped him. I stopped the bad guy. You're You're free. And they don't get it. Like, this is a world of that was based on you know, like this is yeah. all they know so it's like when when he saw this i get even that kind of explains why superman was just like listen then you go like just like, oh well apocalypse see you later yeah, yeah. um but dark side reminds him that brainiac's not going to stop at apocalypse mm-hmm. he's going to keep moving on uh to all planets so you so know good. so good the league debates uh, a lot batman finally convinces superman to help but Huh. Superman is suspicious. Yeah. So he agrees, him. but he asks Batman for a favor, which we find out later, is that him and Wonder Woman are traveling to New Genesis to enlist Orion's help. I like that too, because Batman trusts him, even though he doesn't agree with him. Right. You know, um, but he trusts his, but he trusts his, uh, his gut. The uh, Calabac is leading an attack on Brainiac's ship. But the shields are too powerful. Superman, Hawkgirl, and John arrive, but they can't break through the shield either. Darkseid has a plan. Uh, meanwhile, Batman and Wonder Woman, and th- we see a little bit of the banter here too between these two that kind of develops right. in the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, as they're you know together, um, they're attacked by a massive predator, and uh, Wonder Woman's knocked unconscious. Batman's nearly devoured, but then someone fires a buzz bomb into the creature's mouth and takes the heroes away. And it's Forger, a bug, uh, yeah, also known as Bug. Um, they ask where to find Orion, and then Forger says, all the gods live up above them, literally, in a city up above in the sky. Um, <clears throat> they head for the city, and Wonder Woman and Batman encounter Light Ray, who playfully spanks Wonder Woman and dares her to a race. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Whoa. Wow, dude. Pretty bold. <laughs> uh, after Batman breaks away and manages to trap Light Ray with his cape, uh, they ask to capture Light Ray where to find Orion. But no, Orion has found them. Uh, back on Apocalypse, Superman is challenging Brainiac to come out and fight. Brainiac opens his shield enough to blast Superman, but Superman is able to 
withstand the blast long enough to open up the shield, and then Darkseid uses that opening to fire back at Brainiac and damages him. Um, the, the ship goes down and allows Calabac's army to destroy the vi- you know, device that's trying to absorb Apocalypse. Uh, Brainiac himself takes flight. Uh, the Justice League pursuing the Javelin into an asteroid field. But once they fly over a hole within a large asteroid, they realize they've been led into a trap because not only is the asteroid built with technology, it's shaped Ooh. like Brainiac. Brainiac. So basically flying into a giant Brainiac head. Huzzah. Uh, <laughs> Inside the asteroid, Superman, John, and Hawkgirl realize that their control over the javelin has been removed. Um, Brainiac offers Superman one last chance to join him in carrying out the legacy of Krypton. But Superman, of course, refuses. Brainiac attacks. The League, are, the League's, uh, the League destroyed Brainiac's body, but Brainiac's programming is all through the asteroids, so, you know, big deal. Yeah. Um, they have to destroy the whole asteroid to destroy him. Uh, back on New Genesis, High Father is with a group of children, talking about gardening, and, uh, yeah. Animation, they went to, went there, was amazing. It was like yeah. market. It was like so night and day, I loved it. Yeah, it was, and it, you know, beautifully rendered stuff, uh, Kirby stuff by the, you know, Tim and, and group, you know. It's yeah, really, really yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, and all those really, like, what amazed me was like all those really intricate and detailed Kirby costumes, mm-hmm. like Light Ray and and Forger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they got they got those too, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they they come in Orion, Light Ray, Batman, and Wonder Woman come in. And they have news from Apocalypse and Darkseid. Uh, he doesn't want to frighten the kids by saying the name out loud, so he takes them outside to the garden uh, to talk more and uh, they explain what's happening on Apocalypse. Orion suggests this be a great time to mount an army and destroy Darkseid once and for all. But Highfather reminds him that the Treaty of New Genesis forbids it. But uh, Orion counters that Darkseid's existence is a very threat to galactic peace. And Highfather can't argue with that, but he remembers the cost of the previous war between the worlds. And there's a flashback sequence that explains that. Um, Torn between the, uh, the threat of Darkseid and the horror of New World, Highfather just says he's going to go consult the Source before he commits mm-hmm. to use the Source. I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically. Um, <laughs> Orion's like, whatever. I'm going to go. I'm going to go kick Darkseid's ass. Right. Uh, he's you know he's getting ready to do so. Um, he commands Orion to wait and do nothing. You know, Highfather says to Orion to wait to do nothing, but he's not real happy with that. Um, Brainiac's asteroid, the Justice League is holding their own against Brainiac, but then Darkseid arrives via Doom Tube and surprise attacks the Justice League. Surprise! Uh, Between the three, between uh, Darkseid and Brainiac, they take out the the three of them. Uh, Wonder Woman asks uh, Bug about his people, but or Forger about his people, but uh, uh, Orion dismisses them as bugs because they live on the surface and unimportant. Um, yeah, that cast system. Yeah, and, yeah, and Orion uh, reveals that he's going to attack Darkseid regardless of what Highfather says, and do it yeah. once. He flies through a boom tube. Wonder Woman and Batman follow. Uh, the latter mentions she should. Oh, Batman says, "Hit me real hard next time I let Superman take charge." Okay, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, on ba- Brainiac's asteroid, Darkseid reminds Brainiac of their deal in exchange for Superman. Apocalypse will be spared. 
Yeah, because you know they're they're so good at keeping their word like that, right? Oh yeah, exactly. You can totally trust <laughs> trust a homicidal android and a, and, uh-huh. a, and a galactic despot, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Brainiac starts extracting the DNA from Superman because he wants to use the genetic material to make himself a Kryptonian body that will not be destroyed as easily as his robot body. Uh, but as this is going on, Darkseid places his mother box on Brainiac's computer. It's not as dirty as it sounds. <laughs> no. Uh, it reprograms Brainiac to serve Darkseid. So now Brainiac is a pawn of Darkseid, pretty much. And Darkseid instructs Brainiac to start assimilating new Genesis. Um, Hawkgirl and John wake up, realizing Darkseid betrayed them. No! Um, no. They look at the complex, but they can't find Superman. Uh, John thinks there might be information on Thanagar in Brainiac's ship, but Hawkgirl says they have no time to look because they have to find Superman. Uh, in the asteroid field, Orion carries Batman and Wonder Woman in a protective field with Orion's mother box saying Darkseid is here. They see Brainiac's asteroid and they head that way. Back on New Genesis, High Father's communion with the source is interrupted by Darkseid's attack. Um, Light Ray arrives. High Father orders the city to be evacuated. The entire population takes flight and escape pods down to the surface. Uh, storms are raging around the world, though, and uh, Hor- you know, Forager looks on. Uh, Brainiac's asteroid, uh, Hawkgirl and John, they get to the central core. Darkseid orders Brainiac to destroy them. Even though Brainiac doesn't want to help Darkseid, he has to because he's been reprogrammed. Uh, John takes control of a drone and uses it to destroy the others. They're nearly overwhelmed, but just then, Orion, Batman, and Wonder Woman arrive. Orion goes right for Darkseid. Uh, Batman tries to stop Brainiac's assault. Uh, unable to work the controls, Batman just smashes it <laughs> and releases Superman and deactivates the drones and, absor- and the absorption of New Genesis. But it's also causing a critical system failure that will destroy the asteroid. Um, the, uh, the League flees into the Javelin. But Superman stays behind, and the League realizes Superman isn't with him. Batman says, take off. I'll go oh. get him. I'll yeah, go find my him. boy. So Darkseid and Orion are fighting. Darkseid is, is happy that, you know, Orion's skills in combat are good, but Darkseid's stronger and takes him out, takes Orion's uh, out with a bear hug. Uh, Superman shows up and destroys Orion's mother box, which is what Darkseid was going to use to get out of there. And then he cha- challenges Darkseid to final combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's like, you know, he's ready to die. He's ready oh, to he die mad. as long as Darkseid goes down with him. He doesn't oh, yeah. care. Oh, yeah, um, he did. Superman is kicking his ass and mm-hmm. uh, finally overpowers Darkseid. And just as he's overpowering him, Batman arrives and tries to stop him. The Superman like, refuses to leave. Uh, and then Batman activates the boom tube and drags Superman away and Orion uh, through the boom tube. Right. Um, though beaten and battered, Darkseid sneers, mocking Superman's failure to finish him off. And then the asteroid explodes. Yeah. Saves him from himself. Uh, on New Genesis, the Justice League is met up with High Father and Light Ray. Uh, Batman says there's no way either Darkseid or Brainiac could have survived, but Superman's not so sure, and he's still kind of pissed uh-huh. at Batman. Oh, he's pissed. I would be too. Yeah, for saving his life. Yeah. Uh, Light Ray can't find any of the other new gods, but it turns out the children High Father was with earlier stumble upon them. Uh, they were given shelter by Forager. And High Father thanks Forger for his compassion and promotes him to higher social standing. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the stars, John hopes that one day Hawkgirl will find her place. Uh, while grateful for John's friendship, Hawkgirl responds with an unsure someday. Uh-huh. 
Sillä. Ja. Well, Sillä. Yeah. But yeah, the Brainiac ship is the same as uh, the TV show. Just some continuity stuff here. Uh, Brainiac oh, yeah. references uh, to Superman. Uh, Jor-El's failed attempt to stop him in this episode uh, from mm-hmm. the last son of Krypton. Um, see, Batman speaks from experience as Brainiac took over his mind as well in the Batman and Superman animated series Nighttime. Yeah. Uh, seeing how Batman put his own painful experience behind him and moved on, he expected Superman to do so as well. Um, Brainiac uses a space sled in this one. <laughs> he also used in the animated series. Um, and let's see. Oh, and uh, just later on, the um, uh, after this episode, um, Darkseid's disappearance or death or whatever happened in the asteroid... Uh, causes uh, apocalypse to, uh, to descend into civil war, and we see that in the episode "The Ties That Bind" in the Justice League Unlimited. So, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, this ain't um, over. No, it ain't over again. You know, awesome, uh, awesome continuity. Uh, it goes all the way to the. Uh, there's stuff in here that tie all the way t- ties all the way into Destroyer, which was the season finale. Yeah. Series finale. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, the Brainiac Luthor thing and everything else, it all starts here. So. This is a Berlanti. Like, also, I would like, you, you want to know how to do a show. You know, I'm not talking about the, the how big in scope it is because it's easy to do animated that way uh, than it is on TV. I'm just talking about the relationships involved in the, in the show. Right. Really good balance here with Look character moments and action, yeah. for sure, and and, uh, and motivations. I give this one an A, too. I know I'm sounding like Pollyanna, but, I mean, this is a great episode, man. It was, it was awesome. No, they, ki- they killed it, it so much, yeah. It was very strong. Very yeah. good. And I keep thinking, you know, like I said, uh, the more I watch, the better they get, so. Oh, yeah, they totally I do. Talked out loud at this. And I was like, why aren't you listening to Superman? Superman knows what's up. This is not going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Superman gets to be the hothead. He's like, to have Superman be the hothead in the in this thing is not regular. So that tells you right there how how, how much of a D-bag Dark Side oh, right. is. Oh, yeah, definitely. It gives when, Superman's character a whole new depth, too. Mm-hmm. Dude, when Batman pulls Superman back and, and punches him in the shoulder, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> didn't I tell you I said? I, I said, go on without me. Go on without me, man. I got business. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got, I'm going to kick this mother. I got some business. Yeah. Uh, so if you're following along at home, next week we'll be talking about Tabula Rasa, which is the Amazo uh, episode, which is awesome as well. And uh, Only a Dream. Which has Doctor D, who can uh, Doctor Destiny, who can go into uh, people's dreams. Doctor so, Destiny. Yeah. What, what names? <laughs> what names they would come up with? It's funny though because uh, that character. If you ever read the first uh, trade of Sandman, that is one of the most scary characters ever. Doctor, and with the dumbest name, just because yeah. he's able to invade your dreams. Yeah, so, I, I mean that's that's what uh at the beginning that's what made freddy krueger so scary as well like you, yep. you have to sleep like there's no way around that's right going to sleep nice okay well thanks for joining us for another episode of dc tv um podcast um if you enjoy geeky podcast i imagine you would because you've been listening to this one for almost two hours now uh check out the taylor network of podcast.com where you can find gotham by geeks uh great uh batman centric show uh, that our friend daryl is also on 
along with Russell and Chris Campbell and Mike Myers. And we will cover that Batman 66 thing. I'll have to watch it just for the show. Oh, man. I just want to hear you. Hear me bleeding inside. I just want to hear you die inside from that. I'll listen You'll, only for yeah. that. But the, you guys have had a lot of great interviews. You had a couple with Tom King and Chuck Dixon. Um, I mean, it's a really... It's been a really good uh, show. If yeah, we have, we have quite a few coming up. Uh, so we, we, we got a lot, a lot of interviews coming up soon. Also, uh, um, uh, Go Trek Yourself with uh, Daryl and uh, J.K. Woodward, all about Star Trek 50th anniversary, is today, actually, as we're yes. recording this. So happy, happy birthday, Star Trek. Um, yesterday was 7 of 9 day. That oh, kind yeah, of yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Mm, but that ass. Though. Now I'm thinking of it. Now I'm thinking of seven to nine. Thanks. <laughs> but there's also JK's happy hour there, and, and Wade's right. world, and no apologies, and, and nothing's, I saw nothing's on. on. Yeah, right, we got a lot of TV to get into this weekend. Oh my goodness, yes we do. I'm glad I watched a lot, so I have a lot to talk yeah. about for sure. Uh, nothing's on, which is a more general TV and film podcast. We kind of talk about we watch all the dumb TV, so you don't have to. Pretty pretty great show with myself and Daryl and uh, professional comedian Donnie Salvo. Yeah. Uh, and if you are f- full up on podcasts there and you want some more, hey, go to hhwlod.com where you can find It's All Connected, the uh, Marvel Studios TV podcast, which is kind of our sister podcast on the Marvel side. Um, they're going to be covering Luke Cage, which I'm very excited about coming up. Me too. Yeah, you get on them. They was getting on the DC TV, I mean the DC movies. You get on Johnny M and them. Oh yeah, Johnny M is back now. So they, yeah. now they got an attitude. So yeah, now they got an attitude. They got the street. Long Island attitude or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's it's all good. Uh, it's all connected. Check that out. Also, the Walking Dead TV podcast. Daryl is on that. So is Rich, uh, covering Fear of the Walking Dead right now. Right into and I will be joining the cast back when the Walking Dead swings back around. Dang, all right. And, so, and everybody in the audience will be joining again too. I guess. Yeah, it's funny. I've been reading how like everybody has been enjoying your podcast more than they're actually enjoying the show. The so. show. <laughs> so, oh, that's, was, hey, that's both that's both flattering and sad. All yeah. <laughs> it was, and it, it was just Craig and I this week, and I, I swear we, we 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 lost it. In a couple. Oh, no, you lost it, Craig. <laughs> You don't want that lofty. You got it. Craig is still threatening to do that Steven Seagal podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I even came up with a good name for him. A a flock of seagulls. That's right. No. Oh, come on. That's not a good name. And then you can you can almost hear a flock of seagulls at the end as they fly. Yeah, there you go. You can play play a little flock of seagulls. By the way, along with his dignity. Fuck skull. No, but there's also um, uh, the Weedenverse podcast there, and of course that's the DC TV podcast there, and uh, we also have been doing a, a series all about Star Trek all all year long. Oh, that's um, been fun. It has been fun. We covered so far. We've covered the, uh, the original series, the original movies, the Next Generation, uh, Deep Space Nine, and we're going to move on to what the second generation of movies, and then uh, I think Voyages uh, first. Then Voyage. Oh, Voyager, Then the say. next next. Rush movies or whatever, but you're a Star Trek fan, by all means, do that. I even did a little thing with the original series when we talked. I even talked for a little bit about the animated series because I seem to be the only one who's ever watched it. Uh, uh, sir, watched I, have, I have over. the DVD set of that series. Doesn't so. mean you ever watched it. You just own it. No, no, I have watched it. Yes, sir. No, I just don't remember all the episodes oh, that man. much. I, most I remember is uh, Captain April, which was the original. 
the the captain of the Enterprise before right um, Pike. That's the only thing I remember from that. I also won that. There's a lot more aliens. There's a lot more aliens yeah. in the uh, yeah. animated uh, series too. Okay, so until next week, we have more Justice League to talk about and more uh, DC TV news to talk about. We're coming up on those premieres, guys. We only have a few more weeks, so. Yeah, they need to hurry up. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm ready for some Flashpoint, man. Never ends. That's I'm what it, so where I'm at right now. Where are you at? Wake me when September ends. Uh, <laughs> boy, I hate that song. Okay. Uh, it's a valid point. What happens in September? Do you do you remember the 21st night of September? Wait, what are you doing here, Chuck? What are you doing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Either. Oh, start singing. You better cut Earth, wind, and fire. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't remember everything. See, I don't Do you remember. I didn't recognize that because <laughs> I'm used to hearing like someone actually singing it. Exactly. I'm used exactly. to hearing Maurice White sing that, not you say exactly. it. Exactly. You just said it out of nowhere, like you were about to start a, a speech. Thanks for like, what are you talking about? No, I. I, 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 I don't you know we don't have notes for that when you go off script? We don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, you have a script. Creative like that. Catch up. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks thanks to Jerry and Daryl and Rich for joining me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. And, and until next time, we are Ghost. Good night. Hey.